Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. I'm your host, Bishop Earl, and I thank God for this opportunity and thank the many volunteers who are making this possible. I have a heart for the LDS people. I was one for six, over 60 years. Their culture, their, my friends and family are in the church, and we pray that the stories that we'll hear on this show will touch lives and soften hearts, and people will understand. There are thousands of people that have left the church and or, or are inactive, and we want them all to come to a relationship with the biblical Jesus. I'd like to begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we ask for your spirit to be with us tonight, that the things that are said will be pleasing to you, and again, we'll touch hearts, and people will understand and be led by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. We're really happy to have tonight Doug Limburg with us to share his story. Uh, Doug was, uh, has been a member of the church, and Doug, tell us a little bit about your history as, as a Latter-day Saint. Well, uh, let's see, I was... Born in the church? I was born under the covenant and uh, raised in the church and uh, basically totally believed it, grew up. I didn't know anything else. I was, um, I was raised in Bountiful, Utah, it, which all of my friends and neighbors were Mormons, maybe but one or two, and uh, that's all I knew. I was told that, that was, uh, it was the only true religion, and I believed it. Um, I was told that I was, must have been special because why else would I be in that place at that yeah. time? Were you active then as a young oh, person yes. and as a teen? I, I was very active. Scouting? Absolutely, in scouting. Seminary? Uh-huh. You went to seminary, and I enjoyed it. I had a lot of, all my friends, like I say, were, um, were in it. That's, that's all I knew. And your parents were active? and Very active. My father was a ward clerk, and my mom was... Um, she was active too. Very, yeah. We went together every Sunday. Now as you got a little older and you started getting toward mission time, uh, did you go on a mission? No, I didn't. My brother went on a mission, <clears throat> but um, Vietnam was really hot when um, it was time for me to go. Oh, and okay. they would only let send one missionary per month per ward. And uh, I remember that. I didn't have... Um, at that point, I was starting to question some things. I, I was starting to have some doubts, and and um, so I and I plus I didn't feel I was worthy. Uh, so, uh, what kinds of things were you questioning? Well, I was just I was questioning the impossible gospel, I guess. To, to I not realizing it at the time, but I was just questioning the uh, the. Uh, you know, I never really felt close to God. I, I prayed, but I didn't feel like I didn't have a relationship with Jesus, certainly, and I, I didn't know him. I didn't know the gospel, the true gospel, and I was just sort of like, uh, there's got to be more than this. Is that all there is, you know? Did you ever bear your testimony in church? Uh, a few times, but it was all just rote, uh, 
repetition of what I was told to say and watched other people tell their kids what to say. And uh, all Mormon testimonies are sound exactly the same. <laughs> and as you, you probably know, and that's the thing about Christian testimonies. When you come to Christ, almost everyone you talk to and ask about their experience. They're all unique and they're all different. Now you mentioned you didn't feel worthy. And what, not specifically necessarily, but what, you just didn't feel worthy to, to be close to God or to attend church or... Well, I didn't feel worthy because um, they, the questions they ask you, uh, you know, um, I, you know, I just, I had, I, I was, I was, you know, I was human. I had bad thoughts. I, I was a <laughs> typical teenager. I, yeah. uh, and I knew I want. I figured if I did that, I would have to really change my ways. And I thought about that, but it just was so difficult because as hard as I would try, um, I never seemed to be able to do it to, to stay, you know, yeah. pure as they would right. like to, as everyone would like you to believe that they are. So you really didn't feel like you had a strong testimony of Joseph Smith or the no or or the Book of Mormon? Had you read that? Uh, just what I was. Uh, yes, I had. I'd read it. I'd read it in a couple of different ways, a couple of different times, and and I had even tried very hard to study it and and to gain a testimony, but I just yeah. it just didn't click with me. Now my older brother, as I said, went on a mission, and uh, my father died while he was on his mission. And um, he stayed on his mission. He didn't come home early. But by the time he got back, um, you know, I was a little bit older. I started going to college. I was working, and uh, I was just getting on with my life. I really didn't have a desire to do it. I was drifting a little bit farther away. Mm. What did your mother think of all this? Or did you ever talk to her about your well, inactivity? Well, she. I think she just accepted it as. Uh, she didn't know what to do. She just accepted this typical teenage yeah. uh, rebellion, I guess, and seen a lot of kids go through that, you know, yeah. and they, they just hope for the best. They don't know what to they think. They probably pray for do. you to come back and all. But probably. I'm yeah. sure she did. I'm sure so she did. So then you went through a period of time of inactivity, of course, from the church. and uh, Yes, as soon as I graduated from the University of Utah, I, I, I wanted to leave because I really didn't, uh, I'd been. I knew everything about Utah, and I wanted yeah, to see something, see something else. else. Okay. So I, I moved to uh, New Mexico. Was offered a job down there, and um, spent a few years down there on an Indian reservation as a speech pathologist. And migrated oh. to Albuquerque, New Mexico, mm -hmm. and uh, spent 20 years working down there in their school system. Doing any religious life at that point during those 20 years? Anything that uh, no. stands out? <laughs> no. I had basically, I guess, put in the back of my mind that perhaps the church was true. I didn't know. I, hadn't, I knew nothing to compare it with, um, but it really just wasn't for me, and I, yeah. I wasn't interested in those kinds of restrictions. And then what happened? Well, then I met my wife. We got married. She, we had a child, and everything changed dramatically. And um, I had made a promise to the Lord that uh, if He would let me have this daughter, that I would tr do my best to raise her in righteousness—not Mormonism, righteousness. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. And um, when she, when she was fine. It was a kind of a miracle birth because we were both older. Uh, she, um, 
I decided I needed to start going back to church. I didn't know which church to go to. Uh, my wife didn't, uh, wasn't, she wanted to raise, she wanted to have religion in the family, but she wanted to go shop for churches, and uh, I kind of felt like, the only thing I knew was Mormonism, so I said, well, if you want a church with good family values and high morals, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll call the missionaries, and we will be. <laughs> so you started going back to the Mormon church? Then? I did. And did your wife attend with you? Uh, she did. The missionaries came and gave her the discussions. She was um, converted uh, somewhat, and she was baptized. Wow! And I decided that you know maybe I maybe it was it was probably me. I just could never do things right. So I applied myself, made myself worthy, quit all my bad habits, started going back to church, getting very involved. I even became a temple ordinance worker in the new Albuquerque temple that was just about to open uh, about the same time my daughter well, so was born. So you ended up being married in the temple and then and then worked um, as a temple ordinance worker? Yes. How was that experience then? Um, well, it was... Uh, I really enjoyed the people I worked with. I loved them. They were, they were wonderful. Uh, I still do, you know. They're just... Uh, but I never felt close to God. I never felt like I could... Actually, I never felt like, you know, I never felt close to him. I, I felt like, as I knew him as a Mormon, he was this judgmental uh, God who was, I had to earn my way, and I uh, didn't never know if I was doing enough, and I was trying to make up my, um, for my past sins, and it was just very frustrating. But, of course, my family was also thrilled. Their prodigal son had returned, and yeah. they thought that was wonderful. Well, isn't it interesting? You were keeping the rules enough to be to qualify to go to the temple, and yet you still didn't feel like you had that close relationship with God? Exactly. Do you think that's common? or? Well, it was with me. Yeah. I, I say I tried. You know, I decided that I wanted to... to I really tried as hard as I could, as hard, you know, and, I, and I, I would work 20, 30 hours a week in addition to my work at the temple, thinking that would help make me more holy, more purify me, make me more righteous somehow. I could, I, you know, I, I led the endowment sessions. I knew the doctrine inside out and backwards, and I, I prayed a lot, and I just never felt close to God. And I thought, well, maybe... I didn't know what to think. Did, did you ever have any other questions about the doctrine then? Well, any doctrinal questions? Uh, yeah, I did have some doctrinal questions, but uh, I had been told all my life that you know there's it's um, there's problems with people. The the church is perfect, but the people can't aren't <laughs> perfect, you know, and. Um, so I was taught that that's where faith came in. You just have to trust and believe blindly. And I had argued many times that, that doesn't, that's not a logical, valid way to look at things, but somehow I had accepted it because that is all I had known my whole life. I had been raised that way. I had been taught that way. And I found myself falling back into this um, kind of thinking and just accepting it and thinking that this is, this is, this is all there is. And you'd have thought, keeping the rules as you were and being a good member of the church, that that relationship with God would have developed and felt stronger and stronger and you'd have felt closer. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So tell us what happened then. Uh, eventually you came back to Utah. 
Yes, we did. Um, we uh, both retired, and my stepfather had died and about the same time, and so we had a young daughter, six years old, and she, of course, had a ton of cousins <laughs> up here in Utah, and uh, so we thought it'd be nice for her to to get to know them, and I wanted to be closer to my mom. So I, we moved back up here, we looked around, I bought my mom's home so that she could live in it and stay in it. Oh. And um, for the first four, five years, everything was fine. I was a teacher uh, in the um, elders quorum in our ward, and, and um, I still had these gnawing feelings. I still started to. I still. I started to get worse feelings. I didn't. I. I, I didn't know what it was, but I just. I didn't. I didn't feel comfortable about it. Nothing specific, though. But just didn't. Again, this relationship with God. But were there other things that kind of. Drew you away from the church as you were during this four-year period or so. Well, I. I think it might have been the. Um, you know, seeing the attitude of the. Mormons in in my neighborhood and that in Albuquerque it was uh, we were in the minority and so we there was more friendship there was more camaraderie but it seemed like in Bountiful we were there was just this uh, competition and this uh, constant people were constantly watching you judging you mm. um, it, it just seemed like the pressure there was a lot of pressure and I I didn't know where that was coming from, but looking back, I I realize now I think this is what God did to me. He brought me back into Mormonism to take me out of it. <laughs> you know how you see these yeah. because um, He couldn't have done it any other way. As I see how God works in my has worked in my life all along, I see in retrospect now that uh, He's always in control. That's what He had in mind. He had to get get my attention. And it, that's the way he did it. He brought me back into Mormonism, and then he yanked me out. Now you can imagine what my family's thinking now, I'm sure. including my wife and daughter, yes. who have been active Mormons and happy yeah. as can be. And I have to tell them, guess what, guys? I found out it's not true. Wow. And what did your wife say when you told her? She, <laughs> thanks a lot. <laughs> you drug me into this, yeah. and now you're dragging me out of it? You know. What were you sharing with her that caused her, uh, or I was, caused you to be able to explain it to her. I was just sharing things that I had been exp uh, exploring and, ex and finding on the internet, basically. I started reading more and started finding out facts. And, you know, everybody, what they accused me of going to this anti-Mormon literature, which I, I found out was really just church history that had been buried. <laughs> I found out the same thing. It just seems like it's, uh, it's church history. It's right there, but it's so anti-Mormon. Yeah, uh, what, they, what the information they say our critics, and it turns out our critics happen to be their own people writing in their diaries or their critics, you the know, old, the old records there and mm -hmm. so on. And so, uh, the the closer I looked, I didn't have to look very very far before I realized the th problems, the terrible problems that uh, Mormonism had. And so I started feeling like this just can't be the true church or absolutely. correct doctrine and. So then what was your first uh, Christian experience? Well, I actually, this was about the same time that uh, Sean uh, McCraney had started his, he was just starting his, his program, and I um, found out about him, and I got to know him. I went on a, a deep sea 
fishing little trip with him before he was even really doing his ministry and he he taught me a lot he showed me a lot and he gave me a lot of encouragement because uh, he had the knowledge and he had the he had been blessed with the ability to to really step out and lead and you see what he's done now it's pretty amazing but he was a, he was a major force and factor but there was several things going on at the same time I started getting involved started reading uh, the Bible started uh, going to other Christian functions re reaching out and seeing what was available which is good because I think otherwise I might have who knows what I might have just drifted drifted off again. How different was that Christian experience to what you'd experienced it, as LDS? It was it was all the difference in the world. When I came to know Jesus Christ, it was profound, and it wasn't. I, I um, it, it was like nothing I had ever experienced before. Now it got very difficult with my family, yeah. and I still have hard times. And uh, there's times when I've wanted to leave really bad because of my family has sh shunned me quite a bit. Mm. So of my many neighbors, I have a, f a few friends, but uh, the vast majority of them uh, don't associate with me anymore. Well, how did you actually end up coming to have this relationship with Jesus? I prayed. I gave myself to Jesus Christ. I just I was taught the sinner's prayer. I turned my life over to him and I started reading the word. And those two things more than anything else, prayer and being in the word, I think influenced me and made the biggest difference in my life. And still today, when I get away from those habits and I start to slack off on them, is when I have uh, difficulty. And can you even put into words the difference between now how you feel about God and Jesus and how you felt as LDS? Obviously, it was difficult as LDS, but can you put into words? Well, I, all I can say is it, it's, uh, it, it, there's no comparison. And it's, it's, although it is a very personal thing, it is, um, it's so profound and it's so totally life-changing. Uh, but it's just the beginning. When you first come to Christ, that and you feel and you know you're saved, you know you're forgiven, you know that you, uh, what a wonderful feeling it is. But that's just the beginning of the journey. Uh, he didn't save me just to let me just to be happy and die. Uh, he wanted me to. There's certain things he wants me to do in my life, and the first thing I wanted to do was to leave, to get out of um, Utah because I felt really it was you know, very repressive, and I Family thought I needed a change. I just needed a, something else. But then I came to realize that I would, he put me there. I'm supposed to bloom where I'm planted, <laughs> I guess. And so um, I, I, after a while, I started to apply myself. I started to get involved with um, Calvary Church. And uh, now I'm going to be teaching the Transitions program starting in Ex about a week. Explain that just briefly. What, what is the Transitions program? The Transitions Program is a new program that's been developed for Mormons, people that are coming out of Mormonism, to help them make the transition from a religion to a relationship with Jesus. And um, I feel like since I had uh, a, such a strong experience and so recent that I can, I can uh, very much relate to that. Mm -hmm. And my wife and I uh, have taken this on together. We're, we're getting help from 
several other people too, but it is a wonderful program. You can you can find it online. You can you can watch the videos, and. You can attend classes. I think it's in 15 churches in Salt Lake right now. But it's helping Mormons, uh, most of them, they, they may still be attending church even, but it's help basically for Mormons who have come to the realization the church is not true, but they want to know, they don't know what to do next. Well, I don't know if we've given this statistic before, but uh, we heard that there were 70,000 people that left the church in 2007. And that's, that's uh, I would assume that number is even greater now. So there are a lot of people, and we do feel or find that a lot of people, when they don't believe now that maybe the Mormon church, LDS church, is true, they don't know where to go. They don't know what to do. Well, what would you tell someone that's going to go into a Christian church for the first time? What, would, uh, what differences did you notice, and what kind of an experience did you have? Oh, well, it is... Uh, so totally different, the, the, the mode of worship. Um, of course, the terms mean different things. It's a different language. That's a big part of it. Mormonism uses a lot of the same words that Christianity does. And so the, one of the first things you have to discuss is what do words, their words mean and versus what do the words mean in the Bible. And because uh, otherwise it becomes very confusing. It's hard, to, it's hard for them to get a grasp on it. But I would say they just need to they need to step out in faith. They need to, uh, and prayer, pray for help. God will do miraculous things. If you, you know, go to, go to him, tell him, I can't do this. I'm, I need your help. Uh, show me what to do. Lead me. Guide me. I can't do it myself, and I need, I need your help, Lord. I'm willing to, to do whatever you want me to do, and I'm listening. Trust him and Trust open him. the word and study and, and, right. and have a little courage. Step out and, and learn. Exactly. And even then, it's, you're going to have setbacks and you're going to have difficult times, but it is, it's so worth it that you'll never regret it. I know this may be kind of a, a, not a difficult question, but why don't the Mormons have this relationship with Jesus? And I, I must admit, I didn't have it with my with my uh, Savior either as an LDS the way I, I do now. What is it that the Mormons are missing? Well, basically I would say it is because it is a false religion and it is a false gospel. and It's another Christ and another Different God. Christ. And we're warned about this in the Bible. Very be, clearly. Be aware of other Yes, Christ was gospel. not a man that uh, lived on another lived here and God was not a man from an, that lives on a near Kolob uh, it's just totally not biblical and um, so I don't know by you can't you can't if you don't understand Christ if you don't know who he is and what he did the Mormons don't they're like so many religions they're work based so many of them are that way they don't understand you don't know, it's, grace it's not do yes it's all about grace it's, it's uh, Mormons believe in doing Christ says it's done. I guess the other question is, why don't the Mormons know more about their doctrine? And, and uh, That's a good one. They don't open the Bible, so they don't really... Un I mean, I know they read the Bible, and it's one of the standard works, but for some reason it's not a, an emphasis 
Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Well, because they, they have to do that because it contradicts Mormonism so much. If you just, it, I'm convinced that if any Mormon would read the New Testament, they knew their Bible, they wouldn't be a Mormon. Read it as a child. Read exactly. the words as they are. It's one of the things that in, influenced me a lot is I, I got a red letter edition of the Bible and read just the words of Jesus. And there was no gospel of Joseph Smith in there at all. It was all uh, love and, um, and service and, and it was just so different. There was nothing about it. And, and even in Paul's letters, nothing that would support uh, the Mormon doctrine. Well, the, the belief that there was a falling away in an apostasy, see, is the, is the groundwork for the reason why there, they needed to be a restoration. But if you read the Bible, Christ says clearly, my words will stand forever. They will never pass away. So now he's either a liar or he can't do what he says he's doing, which <laughs> and, is a... And he needed a restoration yeah, to happen. Yeah, he needed Joseph Smith to come along and save him because he just couldn't quite pull it off. Well, I've got a couple of quick questions mm -hmm. uh, that we were asking our guests uh, right now, especially should, a, should the United States um, select a Mormon president? Boy, that's a tough one. And I hear uh, it bannered back and forth. <laughs> uh, one argument is that we should, you know, you have to choose the lesser of two evils. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I feel like I would could never vote for a Mormon because their allegiance, I know what they swear in the temple, their allegiance to the church first, under penalty of death. And yet, now Mitt Romney supports, is pro-life, and Obama, we know, is for abortion. So how, you have to study these things out in your mind. We're told to do this, and we're, we, we have to, we're told to make judgments, but we have to do them uh, conscientiously. And so sometimes, you know, if, that were, if it were to come down to that, yeah. um, I probably wouldn't vote because <laughs> my king is not of this world. My, I do not... Um, yeah, who, I do not honor. Who is the king of your kingdom, and <laughs> yeah. who makes the rules? In, in yeah, I'm convinced that uh, my allegiance lies other places. So I probably, I might. Although I do, I have always voted in the past. I might okay. let it pass because God is sovereign, and, and He may be whatever yeah, He's, what you know, what He's doing. Trust he's doing for a reason, and we don't know. And so, let me ask you this last question: uh, You've got a minute to live, or so. Uh, what do you tell the LDS? You've actually got only about 30 seconds, but uh, <laughs> what do you tell the LDS? Um, what do you suggest to them? Please, just open your Bible. Read it and pray. Pray to God to show you the truth. Now, if you're willing to pray to know if Mormonism is true, like they ask you to, why not give Christianity a chance? Why not give Christ a chance? Couldn't hurt. Just ask him if it's true, that you want to know, that you don't know, you're confused, yeah. and let it, let it show. Good. Thanks so much, Doug, for sharing your story with us. Good night, everybody. We appreciate it. We'll see you next week. This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at 
contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon. Thank you.